Anxiety, the ties that bind and break. Yesterday, I was listening to an episode of the Reply All podcast. It's a podcast about different aspects of the internet. Actually pretty cool because you can sort of keep tabs on interesting digital world things going on. So anyway, this episode was titled Anxiety Box. The show description goes like this, quote, Sometimes on his way to work, a feeling of pressure begins thumping in Paul Ford's chest. His breaths shorten, they speed up, and sometimes in those moments of extreme anxiety, Paul's phone talks to him. It tells him everything that's wrong with him. Unquote. I clicked arbitrarily on this episode. I hadn't read the description, but it turns out that Paul created a program called Anxiety Box. Stay with us to find out what this is and a surefire way to break that tie that binds. Stories are our lives in language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee, and I'm excited about our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment and giving you, the listener, Ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. The power of story serves you best when you know how to use it. So as it turns out, the Anxiety Box is a computer program where you can type in all the things you're anxious about and your email address. And then all day, your anxiety will send you messages. It's going to send you messages in the general language of that anxiety voice to remind you how you're probably not going to succeed or live or get pregnant or whatever you're feeling anxious about. It sounds like a horrible program, but what it did for him was to dehumanize the voice in his head, the voice of his deep anxieties. And he could see them for the spam that they were. Now Paul's anxiety had his email address and he was using it. So like, let's imagine that I'm standing on the train. I'm I'm about to go down into the train platform and like I look at my phone and I have an email and it's the fifth email I've received that day and it's from my anxiety. Here's an email from June 2nd in the afternoon. Subject, history will forget you because history forgets people who are unable to finish anything. Dear Paul, everyone's really curious to see if you can finish your book. Is there anything you can do to keep this from being a total disaster? Being so sure you can finish your book in quotes, I don't want to doubt you, but inform me, are you just going to screw this up? I mean, the thing that matters is, are you actually ready? Sincerely, your anxiety. And you made this to make yourself feel less anxious and better. Now, I bring this up because until I heard his description of what he was going through about sitting on the couch and feeling like he really had to get on that project, and then the voice saying, yeah, but you'll never be able to do it. And then there's that sense of overwhelm that hits. And then there's that want to crawl under the blanket and not think about it. Or maybe I should subscribe to Netflix. I hadn't known what that was. My inner voice was calling it pathetic ineffectiveness. I explained it to my friends as hitting a wall. But once he explained it as anxiety, it suddenly felt more normal, less like a flaw and more like something to be managed. I don't think of myself as an anxious person, so I could work through that, couldn't I? The Atlantic Magazine calls anxiety America's most common mental illness. That sounds pretty normal. 
For the last three months, I've had a list of things that need to be done on this podcast that I am completely inexperienced in. I'm having to learn every step of the way how to do each and every one of these little things, like setting up email campaigns for my listeners and collecting your email addresses so we can start our community and be talking about things. Effective social marketing, not just regular social media marketing. No, I'm talking about effective social media marketing. Integration with programs like Lead Pages, Aweber, Lead Magnet Construction, um, all of that feels like a hundred detours along each route. And while you guys out there that know how to do all of that are thinking, what's the big deal? For those of us who don't know how to do all of that, there's a deep anxiety around figuring it out. In my case, it's three months of staring at this list. And now there's actually about five lists. I just keep making new lists of things that should be done. Now, really, I've been watching how-to videos and trying to learn how to do it and listening to the more experienced folks who have done this. And then, yeah, freezing up. My partner and I have been pushing the items on this list back and forth to each other. Neither of us know how to do them. So basically, um, yeah, stuff's not getting done. Okay, so a few days ago, I was talking to my son, and I told him that I wished he knew how to do all of this so I could just hire him to take over this segment of the project. He asked how long I thought it would take him to learn it. As I explained that I had all the learning resources available, I had all the videos showing how and all the reports that could walk you through it, I realized that because he's an incredibly smart and focused person when he wants to be, that geez, he could potentially get all this done within a couple of weeks. It's been three months of sitting here and looking at the list in frustration and anxiety, and I'm still just looking at the list. It dawned on me that it probably wasn't as sinister as it seemed once I started talking about it, but that didn't really change the fact that I could only stare at the list and imagine a fairy godmother swooping in with a wand. So, I'm sharing this because it's a real life story of my anxiety. It's an example of what many of you also deal with on a daily basis, especially if you're leaning into possibility, creating big things in the world, getting in the arena and making things happen. We've talked about the one-liners in our heads that complain and remind us why we couldn't, shouldn't, or wouldn't go for that. And here is a bold, blurring, anxiety-ridden example. From the outside, other people's anxieties often seem minuscule. I mean, I look at the person, I see how capable they are. And it's hard to believe that they're letting some arbitrary voice in their head scare the crap out of them and immobilize them into a space of self-doubt. That's often how I feel when I'm coaching or watching others going through a growth process. I see all their beauty, all their skill, all their heart, and all their desire. And I don't feel the doubt they feel in themselves. On the contrary, I see their power, I see their possibility, I see crazy success and awesome lives ahead of them. But before they can get there, they have to see that in themselves. And even when we do see it in ourselves, every day we're still dealing with that voice that Paul Ford refers to as the robot spam voice that creates all the fear and the doubt inside us. In the podcast episode, he admits to hitting reply to those emails his anxiety sends to him and tells them to shut the up. Sometimes he sends that email response over and over. It's his battle with his anxiety. So here's the obvious irony for me. 
I'm so afraid of wasting time that I don't embark on the project because it may not work out and I will have wasted the time I spent trying to figure it out. So I sit and stare at the list of projects that need to be done, completely wasting time. In this case, three months now because I haven't jumped into the projects. And it reminds me of my second husband. <laughs> he was so afraid of losing me that he didn't want to talk. He didn't want me to talk to other people. He didn't want me to have friends for fear that I'd like them more than I liked him. He tapped my email accounts and sent scathing emails to anyone he felt I'd been too friendly to. He put a stranglehold on me in an attempt to make sure I never left him, which of course had the opposite effect. Which brings me to the point, too often our fears and anxieties create the exact situation we are afraid of. So what are you afraid of right now in your life? What are you anxious about? How are you responding to that anxiety? How is your response to the anxiety contributing to the outcome you want or don't want? Think about that for just a second. Go ahead, pause the podcast and think about those questions. If I answer these questions regarding where I'm at with the podcast right now, I have to say that my anxiety about these next steps is causing me to freeze up. Freezing up is causing me to waste time and slow down the growth of the podcast and the Love Your Story movement. So the solution, thaw the freeze and start moving forward, even if it's one baby step at a time, because action creates motivation. Sometimes people get that switched around and think once they're motivated, they're going to start with the action. But in reality, action creates motivation. It gets us moving. And with that movement, we pick up speed. So just a little bit of movement starts to open the doors to possibility and the momentum builds. So today I'm making you a promise. I promise I'm committing to do the first thing on the list, no matter what, just because I don't know how to get there doesn't mean I can't get there. Remember that line. Just because I don't know how to get there doesn't mean I can't get there. I think of the words from my coach and think, this is a good time to find support. For some of us, asking for support is harder than it is for others. But I'm going to start asking around. days later, I've got a lunch set up with Mel the Marvelous. She's a people connector and she has so many contacts that she's even going to give me a little guidance in hooking me up with someone who could help me do all of these things I don't know how to do and maybe even help me find some sponsors for the podcast. So Mel, <laughs> so I'm, I'm stuck in this space where I really need help. Um, getting some of these things off my plate like I'm good at content creation I'm not so good at social media marketing and email campaigns and I'm just sort of hitting this wall where I don't I need support I don't know what are your thoughts you know my thoughts for you Lori um, and others that are in the situation is to keep in mind that we're not meant to be able to do everything on our own in life in general but especially in our business. And so if you can identify the things that you're really good at and the things that maybe you're not so good at or that you don't enjoy, those are the things that you need to be crafting on a list 
and looking for others that love doing those things because there's plenty of people out there that enjoy doing all the things that you don't like to do. Take me, for instance. <laughs> I like to do sales. I like to talk to people. I like building relationships. But if you ask me to sit behind a desk and do things on a computer or take care of my own accounting or handle my own social media marketing, um, that's very uncomfortable and not the tasks during the day that I thrive in. And so I have intentionally delegated those to my assistant. <laughs> Sounds like I should hire you. <laughs> okay, so um, since you know everybody and you're so well connected, um, where do I go to find that? Well, I think that there's a number of agencies that exist along um, the Wasatch Front and in our area that can be helpful to you in that arena. There's definitely people in the local area that that's their forte or that part of their business has to do with assisting small business owners like yourself, especially when you're gaining momentum with your business and revenues are what they are. And as they continue to grow, somebody who can grow with you is Okay, so you're going to set me up with this, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, because this is what you do, yes? Yeah, I think... I think you know, the bulk of what I do is employment matchmaking, but I like to share with people that what I'm doing on a daily basis is con is making connections. I'm connecting people who have a need, whatever that need may be. Um, I've even had somebody come up to me after a speaking engagement, Lori, and ask me to help her find a husband. And I said, that's not the kind of matching I make. I'm okay, can I hire you for that too? <laughs> I didn't know you were on the market, Lori. <laughs> You are full service. I like this. <laughs> okay, so um, what about this sales thing then? Um, you like doing sales. I hate doing sales. It's time for us to get some sponsors on the website. How do I relieve some of that anxiety? I think first off, I'd like to change your word from sales, oh. from sales to education. Ah. Because you're not really selling your ads for your podcast and for your business. You're educating people that they exist and give them an opportunity to come to you and tell you, I'd like to be a sponsor. Or I'd like to have my ads running on your podcast, Lori. I love your message. I love your product. I love what you're putting out there to the world and I want to be a part of that. By just educating people to make contact with you and, and in essence, uh, take a bite off with you, I think that's where you're going to find the biggest success. See, so this is why I turned to Mel the Marvelous, because <laughs> you're, you're hearing what she's putting down here. Look for support. I reach out for support. This, this is what I find. So um, onward and upward. This support thing was a good idea. After I had lunch with Mel, I set up a meeting with a social media expert, and Mel started educating some of her contacts about the chance for sponsorships and working with Love Your Story. I'll let you know how all of that goes. But for sure, there was a bite out of the anxiety. Action had been taken. Chris Ducker, the mastermind of Upreneur, a community of entrepreneurs online, said, quote, as much as we enjoy hearing about the self-made man or woman, the reality of things is that collaboration and connection will always play a role in our success. Bottom line, without others, dreams remain dreams. And the same goes for you. That means whatever you're pursuing, whatever you're wanting, whatever's keeping you awake at night because you can't stop dreaming about it, you're going to need to enlist the help of others to get it." Unquote. 
Do you know who Diana Nyad is? In 2013, she was finally on her fifth try. She did what no one else had ever done. She swam from Cuba to Florida without a shark cage. It was 53 hours of straight swimming, 110 miles. She had been training and trying for years to make this swim. And by the time she did it, she was in her 60s. She gave a TED talk after this, and she talked repeatedly about the work her entire team did to make it happen. It's amusing to me that uh, journalists and people, you know, before these attempts often, you know, ask me, well, are you, are you going to go with any boats or any people or anything? <laughs> and I'm thinking, what are they imagining that I'll just sort of do some celestial navigation <laughs> and, uh, you know, carry a buoy knife in my mouth? And I'll hunt fish and skin them alive and, you know, eat them. And maybe drag a desalinization plant behind me for fresh water. <laughs> yes, I have a team. <laughs> and the team is expert. And the team is courageous. And brimming with innovation and scientific discovery, as is true with any major expedition on the planet a 35-person support team who had worked with her over the years. I didn't do it, she said, we did it. It looks like the most solitary endeavor in the world, and in many ways it is, but in other ways, the most important ways, it's a team. And if you think I'm a badass, you should meet Bonnie." Unquote. From what I can ascertain, I think Bonnie is her team manager. She had scientists and sports scientists, endurance experts, neurologists, she had support, a cheering squad, an entire team working with her. Did she have moments of anxiety? Oh, you bet she did. Swimming in shark-infested waters with the most poisonous jellyfish in the world surrounding you, not to mention the pure exhaustion of the swim, day and night, not stopping. I can't even imagine. We don't accomplish big things or important things without struggle, without moments of anxiety, fear, and not knowing how to get there. That's just part of the journey. But the story has more than one character. The cast of the story is not just the hero, the self-made man or woman like Chris Ducker was speaking of. We want our stories to have fairy godmothers who bring us just what we need when we need it, and woodsmen who save us from the wolves, and Jiminy Crickets who remind us of the best decisions, and Merlins to work their magic. Anxiety is the real life part of life and making shit happen. And often the answer to breaking that tie that binds us is to ask for support, reach out, pray, let people know what you need. You might be surprised what you find when you head out looking for support. I'm still always surprised, but it's also those moments when other people show up big that my bonds with hope God and my fellow story characters grows two sizes. It's then that I don't feel so alone, that I can keep moving forward. Life is best played as a team sport. This week's challenge is for those of you feeling anxious about something, anything. Determine the story around your anxious feelings and then take a step forward in finding the support you need toward the solution. Just try it. What have you got to lose but a little anxiety? Nothing changes until we do something different. 
Have a good week out there making your stories better. Remember, you're just where you need to be right now. Now head to www.loveyourstorypodcast.com and leave your thoughts and comments on this episode. We want to hear from you. Have a great week telling your story. Mm-hmm.